content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. It's Furbulous Friday. It is Furbulous Friday. We ready whoop, to do whoop. this? Meow. You ready, Maura? Meow. <laughs> Excellent. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are indeed going higher, and it is Furbulous Friday, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Maura Davies. We are broadcasting live from iHeartMedia Studios here in Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. And can I just say... (laughs) Hello, Fall. I know. I missed you so much. I know. Oh, my gosh. Next week, it's going to be like 49 in the morning when we get up. I get to, it's sweater weather. Okay. Sleeping with the windows up. Sweater weather. I hope this isn't isn't TMI, but I have to tell tell them what happened to you today. Go ahead. Okay. How did I look? uh, When you park outside of the iHeart building, uh, it's very windy yes. in the parking lot. <laughs> yes. And Burn just happens to have on the cutest, flowy, fl- black shorts. Does somebody have a Marilyn dress. Monroe moment? Oh, big time. Like over her head. Over my head. <laughs> yeah, good she, thing I oh had dear. my Fleur de Mall little jumpsuit on underneath. Well, I finally I said, Burn, you're going to have to go park underneath in the garage because you cannot walk to the building. I mean, it was not, she couldn't get one. I couldn't move anywhere without it going straight up over my head. And uh, was is the one I have on? Is it pink or black? I can't remember. Is it pink today? Uh, You don't know what you put on. It's black. You really are sleep deprived. Oh my god, I do. I I thought I had a pink one on. Well, I have two pink. I mean, one pink and two black. And I am sleep deprived because they've been working on my roof. This will be day three, four, Four. day three, four. Yeah. And I've been getting. I've been going to bed really, really late and get up really, really early to get Mm. all the dogs out more before the roofers come. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's windy out, and the and the air is brisk, and I feel like it's seasons eatings right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my gosh! And it's time for Halloween. Oh, I know. Shenanigans. I love Yay. Halloween. <laughs> I know, I know, and that's what we're talking about today is celebrating Halloween with the SPCA of Texas. Maura Davies is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA of Texas. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which is amazing, and I'm looking forward to the furball. What, and next is it week? Next weekend? Is it next Saturday it is, night or Friday? It it's is, Friday, right? It is one week from today. Oh, it's, yes, it's next Friday, September. Yeah. Wow. October 20th. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's right, because I was going to get my, I was going to take my Subaru Badoo in for, um, I need some new brake pads and get my oil changed, but I had to, I had to change the date because I need my car on that day to drive to the event. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going? Yeah. Although, right, so, right so this church. it's the fur ball. Yeah, it's the fur ball. Fur ball. Mm-hmm. And it's Halloween themed. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's uh, the shades of purple. What is it? It is. So, yeah, this is Fifty Shades of Purple. Oh. But, uh, shades. It's, we, so not you just ruined not this entire bit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Whose idea I'm playing it was anyway. that? I forgot. I have to wear purple too. 
Oh my you gosh. Can. You don't have to. We're not going to kick you out if you don't wear purple Bernadette. <laughs> I have one purple dress and I haven't worn it in years. And um, it's actually really beautiful. I hope it still fits. It, it, it actually might be, I don't know, might be might be big on me. I don't know. I can don't know. I uh, oh. do both and come dressed as Prince? Yes. <laughs> yes, you totally could. With stack you boots like, and lipstick and the whole thing? Fully commit. Yeah. Oh, no, you do, you do not understand. <laughs> and uh, and it's Friday the 13th. It's Friday it the 13th, yeah. Which I get in my. Yeah, no. Um, do you guys ever do it? You ever. I know, Jerry, you like to scare people. I like, I like to scare people. Marie and Maura, do you guys like to scare people? And if so, what's your scariest, like, whoa? <sighs> oh. Maura, do you want to go first? Um, I have sure. one. I, I'm, I'm more of like a fun pranker. Mm-hmm. So I, have, I don't really do anything to necessarily scare people. So I may not have a story. Yeah, Marie, I want to hear yours. In junior high, we used to go hang out at the Safeway. And okay. uh, we, would, we wouldn't have anything to do there because we didn't have any money. But So we would hide behind the paper towels. And when somebody came to grab one, we'd jump out and scare them. That, that's that. fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. I might just do that for the heck of it because just to have some fun. Right? You know, when you're kids, they look at it differently yeah. than when you're a grown-ass when you're person. When you're a grown-ass adult. Oh, did I just say yes? Yeah. I didn't did. mean to. I did. We I both did. It's too. fine. We both did. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It's Fabulous yeah. Friday. Who cares? It is Fabulous Friday. And, um, yeah, that sounds like so much fun. But, yeah, you probably could get locked up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, you know, like I said, you know, we're doing our Furry Friday Halloween pet tips today. Well, I didn't actually say that. I'm saying that for the first time. But it's we're celebrating Halloween here. And on past shows, Maura, you've shared your own pet ghost story. Will you tell yeah. us the story again? We think, uh, or I think yeah. we should make it our Furry Friday Halloween tradition, actually, to hear your pet ghost story. I love it, yes. <laughs> um, well, I for those of y'all out there, some of you may think that I'm weird or crazy, and I totally get that. It's cool. Some people who know me do, but um, I have had several experiences with what I think of as ghosts through my life. And um, there, one one in particular, I love. I do love talking about this. It's so sweet, though. People think of ghost stories as scary. They don't. They don't have to be. Um, I uh, had a really amazing, wonderful kitty, and I, there's a picture of her on my desk. I'm looking at right now. Her name was Meow. I know I'm super original with the name. <laughs> she ta- she liked to meow, and she had a very well formed meow. That's what she. I mean, she would she would walk in a room and she would say meow. She would leave a room, she would go meow. So her name was Meow. Um, she had all kinds of nicknames too. But um, she passed away at only about 12 from acute renal failure. Uh, the second we knew it was happening, I rushed her to the veterinarian. We tried everything we could to treat her. She uh, ended up having a seizure, uh, a stroke and a seizure in my arms. And Aww. I had to rush her to the veterinarian and um, have her euthanized. And it was just, it was, it was horrific. She suffered. I, I was so sad. There was nothing I could do. Um, it's always hard when we lose our pets and, and hard when we lose them in traumatic ways. And uh, it wasn't too long after that it all happened. Um, I was laying in bed one night, and I felt for all the world like she. I felt this little, little. You know how when a pet jumps up into bed with you, you feel this light little. Yeah, like ten times a night. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or like when it's like several, and they're like, hoo, 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 and you're like, guys, leave uh-huh. me alone. <laughs> but just the one, and it was enough. Like I, I, I felt that I woke up. I looked down. 
And I, I know, I know that it was my meow. I know that she was coming back to do what she always did to come up and cuddle oh, and say, Hey, it's okay. I'm all, I'm all right. And it just, I was flooded with love and it was just, it was actually a pretty cool experience. So yeah, good stories don't have to be scary. Yeah. They can be happy things too. No, I that's beautiful. I know. I have like, yeah, it, it, it got me, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I remember it, having the same feeling last year when you told the story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and our pets, I, I forgot to mention this really on the air because we've been so busy with the content on the show, but I rescued a dog uh, two or three days, two mornings oh. ago, three mornings ago. I was, uh, what day? Uh -huh. I think it was like two days ago. I was at the vet's office, and these three young teenage boys um uh, we're walking with this dog, and long story short, uh, the the attendant, uh, the vet attendant, or vet, uh, what do you call it, vet tech. tech, vet tech was coming in and out because Jeff and Brad needed their nails done, and then uh, little Bo needed a, a shot for her allergies, and so I had three pets with me in the car, and she was taking them in and out, and these three boys um, were, I'll just tell you what they were doing, but we didn't, I didn't know it at the time, so the vet tech said, no, you can't do that. And I said, what are they trying to do? And she said, they're going to, I think they're going to try to tie the dog to the, um, to the bushes or the mm. tree. And I said, oh, no, no. I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's wow. like, that can't happen. And uh, because they could, they found it on the street and they didn't know what to do with it. But I commended those boys, not once, but twice and told them how, just how stellar and impressed I was with their, with their kindness at that age to be so compassionate, mm -hmm. to try to do the right thing. And, and I took the dog off their hands. So I have this little golden female dog. I don't know what she is. I even, I've been so busy. I haven't had time to even call the vet's office to find out anything about her, but, but yeah. So I've got a dog up for adoption Aww. more. If you know anyone, <laughs> anyone out there listening, uh, <laughs> yes, they Thank come you. to the SPCA every yeah, weekend. Yeah, there they go. <laughs> Through the SPCA or info uh, at oneliferadio.com. You could reach out uh, if you're interested in this little dog. I don't know anything about her, so except that she probably weighs about 25 pounds. I don't think she's full grown. She looks like a like a miniature mm. golden something, like a golden dog. Cute. <laughs> like a retriever or something. So, Aww. but yeah. Cute, cute, cute. I love it. Well, because we need to protect our pets, too. You know, it makes me think all these animals that are on the street and these and these cats and dogs that are on the street during Halloween, we need to protect them because uh, it is trick or treat. And a lot of people can be really cruel to animals around Halloween, can't they, Maura? They can. It's pretty terrifying. So it's so important to keep your pet safe this time of year. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of nice people out there, too. So, I, you know, I don't want to forget yes. about the nice people. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing to keep your pet safe in your house is watch out what they eat. Um, it's it, That is really scary out there. So, I mean, I, I, some people have heard me say this before, but uh, chocolate is incredibly poisonous to especially dogs. And the darker the chocolate, the more poisonous it is. Oh, yeah. And so if your dog gets into especially dark chocolate or even any amount of chocolate, you definitely are going to want to call your veterinarian and ask for mm -hmm. advice on what you should do. It can absolutely be um, it deadly. Can, it can cause it can it, it's deadly. It can it's cause deadly. all kinds of other issues and, and quickly it can kill your pet. Well, and I and I very very quickly. I've told mm -hmm. the story many many times over the years. A dog Lincoln that passed away. He was a standard poodle. He belonged to my friend Dawn, and the kids and she were baking chocolate chip cookies. Um, and, uh, they went, they left the room for a couple of minutes and they mm -hmm. left a bag of semi-sweet chocolate chips up on the counter. Mm -hmm. 
And Lincoln ate him, and he was dead like oh. 12 hours later. Oh, my God. And so, oh and, God. I, and I'm thinking right now, I think I have a chocolate bar up on the counter in my kitchen in my candy bowl that maybe Henry, oh. because it's the bigger dogs that are able to jump up on the, on the counter, and you don't think of that. Mm-hmm. But if you have yep. a big dog in your house, it's always a potential hazard. So keep that in mm-hmm. mind, right? Yes, absolutely. Also, any candy that contains xylitol, it can be poisonous. Xylitol is a huge poison mm-hmm. for animals. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is a big, big, big no-no. Um, That's good to keep, good to know. You didn't oh, yeah. know that keep, people people don't think about like the. Not chocolate mm-hmm. stuff that's also bad for them. Right, that's what right. What candy has xylitol in it? A lot of them, especially with all the yeah. ketogenic paleo stuff that's gone, you know, mm-hmm. become so popularized, um, low-carbohydrate, yeah. And it's an xylitol. alcoholic sugar. Yeah, it's, yeah. Sugar alcohol, alcoholic yeah. sugar. Yep. Honestly, the best thing to do is just give your pets pet-safe food that you know is pet-safe. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to do like a fun Halloween treat, um, go get like a can of just 100% pumpkin. And you can make fun little treats just yeah. with that. Um, you can bake it. You can do sliced sweet potatoes, nothing on them. Just bake them in the oven. And that, those are those are the best treats for your pets. Just keep all candy look, away from pets. Look on, look on our Instagram, One Life Radio. I just put a, a pumpkin mm-hmm. the treats I made for my dogs last week. It's on our wow. page with the whole recipe. And I even put pr- uh, protein powder in there. So there's this, oh, awesome. this new protein powder, Makuna, that you can use as mm-hmm. a flour replacement. So I just throw a couple of scoops in there to make it, you know, more protein. Uh, cool. you know, protein high, high protein. And if you really want to say, <laughs> if you really want to give your dog the chocolate experience, Do carob. What? Oh yeah, carob. Oh, carob, yes. Just carob. take the carob That's seeds. Carob. Mush them into a paste. You can smear it onto stuff just like it's chocolate. Wow, did you do that with Jack? Yeah. Aw, Jackie Doodles. Aww. God rest his soul. Bless his soul. Uh, you know, uh, we'll go to break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking more about ce- celebrating Halloween with our pets and the SPCA of Texas. Stay tuned, everyone. It's Furbulous Friday. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. (laughs) We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story, and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com, for your heart, for your health. Hi, this is Kevin Nealon. Did you know that tens of millions of animals are killed in laboratories every year in experiments that don't improve human health? Nine out of 10 new drugs that work in animals fail in humans. 
Imagine if a mail carrier couldn't find 95% of houses. They'd be out of a job. So why are we still experimenting on animals like it's 1950? It's time for real research that can actually help human patients. Visit PETA.org to learn how to fight this wasteful fake science. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. <laughs> Ooh, it's Friday. <laughs> it's Furbulous Friday. Everyone out there listening, uh, please drive safe. A lot of crazy drivers out there here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm probably, I'm sure in Southern California as well, but welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Maura Davies. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking about celebrating Halloween with the SPCA of Texas with Maura Davies. You can uh, find her at SPCA.org or on Instagram at SPCA Texas. So, you know, Jerry, uh, you had a you had a spooky story that you didn't get to tell. I wanted you to tell it. Oh, now you want to hear it. Now, well, I didn't know you had one okay. until the break, and you told me. So now I do want to hear it. Yeah. All right. So uh, I like to throw these little things uh, that I call New Year's Heave parties. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, when you come to one of them, they, they, they are a heave. <sighs> um, so the Millennium Heave was a very big one. Mm-hmm. That was the year we went from 99 to 2000. Oh, yeah. And I was living in this, you know, it was my first house, 824 square feet off Greenville Avenue. Wow. And I had 200 plus people there. Oh, geez. I had people leaking over into both of my neighbor's yards, which I guess they were fine with. I mean, they were at the party. Um, both yards are full. And I absolutely scared each and every one of them so we have the big countdown thing you know we fill uh-huh. up all of the all of the 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 champagne flutes and everything we get the bottles ready to to go around and we do the big countdown uh-huh. and during the countdown i snuck out <laughs> and over to the back on the side of the house okay where luckily at that moment there was nobody that could see me and when the countdown got to zero i switched all the power off to the house <laughs> Because that was when everybody was worried oh, about yeah, the yeah. Y2K thing. Oh, yeah, And so yeah. everybody, we'd already been passing, we made these little gift bags, you know, it was like the, the, the Y2K bags that had like a little a little uh, wind-up toys uh-huh. and a little flashlight, you know. And, oh, wow. Uh, you I know, love Printed parties. off little, little maps, you know, just little paper maps just mm-hmm. to be cute about how to get, you know, to and from the house. Um and Did yeah, everybody I turned that lose off. their mind? Did they lose their mind oh, and scream the, and everything? Oh, I turned it off, and there was utter silence. <laughs> and then you could hear people start to just to Twitter just a little bit, and then some <laughs> shuffling, and then one girl straight up screamed. <laughs> and I'm not 100% sure if it's because she was afraid of that or somebody goosed her. I don't know what happened. But oh when she started screaming, I turned all the power back on and came back in, and I couldn't stop wow. laughing. What a great prank. That is fun. I love it. I love your sense of humor. I would, t- I could totally, awesome. I love stuff like that. I really, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I love to scare people, but not like monster <laughs> scare them. Just like, like you were saying, like, you know, or Marie was saying, jump out of them in an aisle behind the paper towels at Safeway when she was a kid. I could totally <laughs> see myself doing that. I used to scare all the kids at uh, Halloween at my house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you know what? We, we're actually have trick or treaters at my house for the first time ever 
because when I move from, from one side of the street to the other, my property is completely enclosed and, and it sets way back. And so I never had trick-or-treaters and I always like really, I, I love little trick-or-treaters and I love getting them good little tricks, you know, or not tricks, treats. And, um, and so I'm so, so somebody organized it. So they're going to do a map of where I live and all the houses that typically don't get to participate are going to be on the map. So people will come by and visit the, us. So I'm going to go get pumpkins, I think, today at Costco later on. They have them for like five bucks a piece, real big ones. Yeah, don't and spend a lot of money on those if you're going to yeah. have kids coming by your house. I know. I'm afraid that they'll take them. But I'm going to put them by my Buddha statues in my house and hope that no one disturbs them. Wow. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Halloween <clears throat> this year. Uh, I really am. I, I, I just love the sense of community and fun. We all need that, right, especially in these crazy times that we're living in right now. There's so much distress throughout the whole world, and I think when we can find something to celebrate with children that gives them something positive and hope in their life, we should do it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about identification for dogs, because that's a really big problem. Uh, In fact, that dog that I found had no identification, but it did have a microchip. But when they called the microchip, uh, the the number connected to it, there was no answer. They left messages. No one has returned it yet. But we all need to put good identification on our dogs, don't we, Maura? Yes, absolutely. And I think there is not there's no such thing as overkill here. I know that sounds weird, but uh, make sure that your pets always have collars on and tags. The best thing to do is to have uh, your cell phone number as well as your animal's name on their tag. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're microchipped. And here's a huge one. Every year, I do it when I change the batteries out on my smoke alarms. I literally go in and check to make sure that my pet's microchip information is still correct. Even mm-hmm. if I know nothing has changed, I connect those in my brain. So I know I'm constantly looking up on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you want to check the... The actual microchip, you can mm-hmm. get one of those uh, wand readers one. off yeah. of Amazon. They're cheap, 25 yep. 30 bucks. I have one. It's a good investment. Just yep. make sure mm-hmm. it still works. Yep, it does. And Absolutely. if you find another dog, it's always handy to have. That, I forgot I have yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my um, yeah. in my in my doggy drawer. Um, and, and I check my dog's collars every single month. When I give them a bath, mm-hmm. that's part of the drill. You know, I give them their heartworm, mm-hmm. and I check their collar, and I make sure they're, that my dogs have air tags on their collars, and they're microchipped, oh, and yeah. they have the hangy tag that's got the name and the phone number Mm -hmm. you know because i know i've rescued so many animals over the years and it is so great when a dog actually Mm -hmm. has its name and phone number on the dog so you can call them immediately Mm -hmm. and if i may also if you live i mean i guess anywhere where you live go and introduce your dog to all your neighbors to the people that you know that live around you and all that uh that can also be a really good thing that can Mm -hmm. stop dogs from getting too far before Mm -hmm. somebody you know, knows them and knows where they belong. Yeah. When I first got Jack, he Absolutely. got out of my yard one day, but because I was so proud of him and his sister, I took him and showed him to everybody up and down the That's block, all idea. the way around. And when he got out, somebody in the neighborhood saw him a couple of houses down. It's like, I know that dog. I know where he goes. Yeah. And, and he put him back in my awesome. yard, patched up the hole, and there he was when I got home. This happened to me with mm-hmm. the with the roof thing. Uh, you know, they left the, the the one of the gates open last night. Good thing I checked before mm-hmm. I let the dogs out because I let them work from sun up to sundown with just a couple of you know potty breaks for the for the pets. And so you know, if you have a if you have a lawn guy or somebody working at your house, be sure to like really grill them on the gates and keeping them locked mm-hmm. when they leave and going in and out to prevent something like that happening. You know, because oh yeah. gosh, I my my. My my uh, dogs and cats are like my children. They're they're like my children. Mm-hmm. They really are. I just 
I think I would lose my mind if one of them got out and I could not find it. It kind of happened actually mm-hmm. a couple of months ago with little um, pretzel. Pretzel, during a, they were outside, and a, a storm came really, really fast. I think it was in June, something like that, and we couldn't, get, we couldn't find Pretzel. He got scared, and he ran under, under a dollhouse. It's out in my backyard, a playhouse, and uh-huh. I was ready to—I just was ready to just die. It was terrible. I couldn't find him. Finally, did you get all twisted up about Pretzel? Oh, I did uh, get all twisted uh, up about Pretzel. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Pretzel's the big barker in the house, by the way. He's always barking. Oh, that's the one you hear in the background? That's the one you that always echoes hear. echoes through the house? That's right. That's Pretzel. That's how he got his name. It's because he used to bark so much, I'd say, I'm going to twist you into a pretzel if you don't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> barker. Well. <laughs> of course, I didn't mean it, but, you know, it's fun. It's a scary <laughs> feeling, though. That happened to me with Porkchop. And Porkchop had gone oh, to the yeah. third floor. I'm in a condo, so there's three levels. And uh, she was sitting at the front door of the third floor instead of the second floor where I live. Oh, And oh, I ran God. around the neighborhood like a mad woman. A mad woman. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can relate. I can relate. Um, you know, um, we've got to wrap it up here in a second. Any final thoughts uh, and warrant? Well, we'll, we'll cover this costumes. again before the 31st. Oh, costumes. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, Maura. What are the do's yeah. and don'ts of doggy and kitty costumes? Super quick. Make sure, first of all, your pet is cool with it, and make sure it does not hamper their movement or harm them in any way. Rub them, you know, get too tight, none of those things. And if your pet is done, just know when they're done, take it off. And some pets love to wear costumes, some hate it. Uh-huh. Just do what your pet is cool with, and you're probably going to be good to go. And as always, don't forget, please stay new to your pet. Oh, yeah, please, please spay and neuter and adopt, don't shop. We have so many animals that need homes right now. We do all over the world and all over the U.S. So adopt, don't shop. And Maura, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And I'll see you next Friday night at the Furball. Next Friday <laughs> night. Yeah. Yep. Right. They're like a very hand, very small handful of tickets available. So if you, yeah. you want to check it out, furballdallas.com. Yeah, come sit at my table. Come sit at my table. Yeah. I think it's still open. You guys are putting together the tickets tonight. So if you buy a ticket or a couple of tickets today, you might just end up sitting with me. And partying like Yay. it's 1999. That's right. <laughs> hey, look at that. You go, she girl. brought it back full circle. That's awesome. All right, we're going to break now. This is too good. This All is right. wonderful. <laughs> Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. 
The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Autumn Connolly. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Autumn Connolly is with us this afternoon. She lives in the Sky Islands of Arizona with her four kiddos and her animal babies. She is the creator of Anvil Traditional Healing, a company dedicated to restoring microbiome health through diet. Autumn is also a self-taught vegan chef, a cereal gardener, and an avid believer in and a teacher of the healing powers of meditation. You can find Autumn at meditatewithautumn at gmail.com. That's meditatewithautumn at gmail.com or her website, anviltraditionalhealing.com. That's anviltraditionalhealing.com. And you can find her products on amazon.com um, under Anvil Traditional Healing. How's the horse sales going? <laughs> Autumn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's going really well in my world. It's been a nice, it's been a nice few months. It seems like you know, um, the way that life kind of ebbs and flows when you put your intention in the right place. I feel like things turn out okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree. And today we decided we were going to talk about fall recipes, and that's part of a Excellent. wonderful. Wonderful life, too, is eating well. I love the fall food. I'm a big pumpkin junkie along with, I don't know, just so many things. And you and I both share a love for vegan food uh, as well. Not all, you know, I can I can cook other stuff, too. But, you know, the, the fruits and veggies are so good for you and sweet potatoes and pumpkin and all that. But we said that we were mm-hmm. going to talk about your famous tomato tart that you and I made a couple of years ago. We actually put the post, the, the picture of us on, on Instagram in my kitchen making all that food. So tell us about the tomato tart. Where did you originally find the recipe and how difficult is it to make, Autumn? Oh, gosh. I don't know that I originally found a recipe anywhere. I think it may have just been a culmination of things that I had in my refrigerator as many of my recipes tend to be, uh-huh. but it is very simple to make. You know, I think one of the reasons why you and I hit it off so well in the kitchen is that um, I just like to cook things individually, how they're best, you know, how they mm-hmm. how they turn out best, and then I like to combine them. So um, it's really quite simple when you look at it all as, you know, you're cooking a tomato this way, and you're cooking a onion this way, and then you're just you know, layering them on top of each other and together they all taste amazing. Well, yeah. And and using up leftovers, right? So right now I've got a bunch of tomatoes, um, that are little tomatoes, and I have a big tomato that's all in that's in one container. I may make a tomato tart tonight, actually. 
And so yeah, I might make a tomato tart. Let's make it to everybody. Let's, let's do all make tomato, tomato tarts. Tomato tarts. <laughs> Some TTs. <laughs> Some what? <laughs> TTs, uh-huh. Mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so let's start uh how do we start the tomato tart we got to start with we got to make the tart we got to make the the dough right how difficult is the dough and if someone wants the dough to make okay so what if they yeah. don't want to make it vegan let's do it both ways so we'll kind of mix it up for people that really like butter in their uh in their tart i'm listening yeah and you know i i i use a lot of butter you know because even though i do i do eat mostly plant-based foods mm-hmm. I, um you know fats are sort of a thing you've got to pay attention to a lot of the plant-based fats are highly processed Mm -hmm. so um uh, butter is something where i find the inherent nutritional value supersedes you know the fact that it is not plant-based so i use a lot of butter yeah i love butter i never bet a butter i didn't like (laughs) (laughs) i have a question so you can (laughs) i can relate coconut oil though coconut oil too you can um, and so, yeah, what were you going to say, Marie? I want to know, okay, so a tart, is that like, it's in, it's like a pizza, right? Or a quiche kind of in between the it's two? Like or a pie. combination between a, a pie and a mm-hmm. pizza. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, like a, it's like a short pie. <laughs> an open pastry case containing a filling. Mm-hmm. Do you eat it, Very is that your main yeah. course, or do you eat it for a snack, or both? Or I'd say Yeah, it. you can eat it as the main course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could... I mean, I don't know. I haven't ever put any real rules on it. You can eat it whenever you want. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just wanted to uh, I clarify think, a tart. Well, uh, you can make a fruit tart, too, and you have it for dessert. Yes. Tarts are very versatile. Right? Yeah, Chocolate tarts. Mm-hmm. Do you like the little individual tarts, or this is a big tart you're talking about? Right? Big tart. It's a you big can make tart. little you can tarts. Make a little tart. <laughs> <laughs> you can make several little tarts or one big tart. <laughs> A tart it rhymes with fart. I know. I was just thinking that. Oh, my God. You knew I was going there. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's Friday. <laughs> okay. No farting, anyone. <laughs> oh, we're too late on that. And isn't there usually a cream in a tart? Like a cream and then a topping? Yeah, there is a cream in this one. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we are in we are in the old Russ Martin Studios at ninety seven point one. You guys did a lot of talk about, you know what? I'm trying to get away. We from talked it. about it. We did it. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> your show was famous for that, wasn't it? Right. I believe our and format burping? was described as booger booger fart fart. That's that's oh, that was our. And how and old were you guys? Burp. No, all old enough to know better, but all uh, of us were still too young to care. Uh, that's okay. It's good to have a little tomfoolery now and then. Um, and so, <laughs> unless it's girls, what if yeah. a bunch of girls sat around and did that? Yeah, I would listen. <laughs> that would be so rude. That would just—that just can't do it. Yeah, that's not right. What is it? What is it that doesn't make that right about girls? But it's okay for guys, I guess, because guys never really grow up. Um. I think it's a combination of the divine masculine or divine feminine. Women are just uh-huh. different that way. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I'm the wrong person <laughs> to ask that question. Okay. All right. All right. So let's talk about the tomato tart. Tell us what we need to know. Let's, oh, yes. Let's tarts. pretend we're right. making it right now. Uh, and you're going to take a step-by-step through the tomato tart process. Okay. Well, the first thing I would do is last night soak some cashews so that they've been soaking in water overnight. Okay. And then I would take those cashews and I would blend them up, uh, probably a cup of soaked cashews with about enough um, lemon juice 
to cover them and then a splash of water to bring the lemon juice tartness down a bit. Blend it until it's very, very smooth. You don't want it to be grainy. And I would add in some herbs, some spices, maybe whatever you have lying around, whatever you like. There is no secret formula here. I like to add rosemary and Mm -hmm. parsley because I tend to grow those in my garden. Maybe a little bit of basil and Mm -hmm. red pepper. Um, You should add a bunch of salt, like more salt than you would think, because what you're trying to do is mimic sort of a a cream cheesy sort of... um, sort of goat cheese flavor so you want it to have the um you know right balance of acid from the lemon juice fat from the cashews and then salt Mm -hmm. um so taste it as you go you know that's my secret and then some pepper so you want to blend it until it's going to have the consistency of like uh goat cheese Uh, maybe something a little bit a little less thick maybe goat cheese or cream cheese or something like that because you're going to use that for the base right so you've got the pie shell if you will or the base of the tart yeah the tart shell then Uh you're going to put this creamy mixture on top um uh and then uh because uh yeah and then decorate the top basically with vegetables you have around the house in this case we're talking tomato tart but um yeah so continue on i just wanted to make that clear for people listening yeah, it's good to make it first because sometimes it takes a little while for the cashews to set. So after right. you've made it, it'll be a little bit more liquidy. But as it sits for a while, then mm-hmm. it'll um, thicken up. So I make that first, and then I set it to the side, and then I make the um, the pie crust, the dough, which is um, this. These are all approximate amounts, so you know, pay attention. But it's about a cup and a, qu- a cup and a quarter cup of flour. I do gluten free. So you can use this a gluten-free replacement flour. You can use, um, I like to change it up because you know how I am. And I use um, a lot of times millet seed flour um, or an, or a mix of millet and sorghum. But use whatever flour you want. It'll be just the same if you're using a wheat-based flour. It can be whole wheat, whole wheat it can be white wheat, it can be anything you want. It's um it's really forgiving. So it's a cup and a quarter of flour. Go ahead. No, no, no. Jerry's giving me the signal to go to break, so we don't want to get interrupted in the middle of the recipe. But we'll go back, and when we come back, we're going to start over again. Not completely over, but we're going to start with the flour recipe uh, without interruption. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. More coming up with Autumn Connolly. You can find her at her website, anvilletraditionalhealing.com. You are listening to One Life Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, Rise and Resist, in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, 
big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. There's your Halloween music. Mm. Insomnia. <laughs> Autumn, what about you? Come on, scare us. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. No. <laughs> Gosh, welcome back to One Life Radio. We are being super silly today. We're just letting our hair down. It's been an intense week, I think, all over the world, and everybody's ready uh, for just a little bit of levity, and that's what we're going to provide here up until right up to the top of the hour on One Life Radio. So welcome back. We're live from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk, and it's always a joy to have Autumn Connolly on the show with us. Uh, she is the creator of Anvil Traditional Healing, a company dedicated to restoring microbiome health through diet. She's also a self-taught vegan chef, a cereal gardener, and an avid believer in and a teacher of the healing powers of meditation. You can find her at her email, meditatewithautumn at gmail.com or her website, anviltraditionalhealing.com. We're, uh, we're talking about recipes on the show today. I've got one uh, after, if we have time, to share with you. A sweet potato swirl, buttermilk, mashed potatoes. Mm. <laughs> good grief. Oh, my gosh. I love a good pot pie. In oh, I, I can, oh, I love a good pot pie. Pot I pies do are too. awesome. But um, we're, talking tur- we're talking tomato tart first. So let's hear the tomato tart yeah, story. You can use this same dough recipe for pot pie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my, oh, you what? Oh, we can? Oh, good. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, so it's just a quarter, a, a cup and a quarter, of whatever flour you want to use, six tablespoons of butter. You, you know, I use a pastry knife to cut it all in there. You want it to be kind of the consistency of sand, a little bit of salt, and then cold water. So you want cold water because you don't want to melt the butter, and then you just sort of um, stir it around gently until it becomes um, until it sticks together and mm-hmm. can form a ball. Mm-hmm. It's not crumbly, but it's not gooey either. Right. Um, again, it's pretty forgiving. So um, crumbly is more difficult. A little too gooey, you're good. Yeah. It's still going to be just it's, fine. It's kind of like a pour you pour you stop recipe, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I like stuff like this because. Sometimes my attention is limited or I'm in a hurry or something like that. So every time it's a little bit different when I make it because I'm just kind of going with the flow of whatever's happening. Me too. I so, like to follow um, the recipe. Yeah, exactly. I know. She, that, and Marie's a recipe follower. You and I are not. So, so I need some clarification <laughs> because in the in the earlier segment, you said you use a lot of salt, but now you just said you use a little salt. Well, that's, she's so you talking, use a right. lot of salt in the cream. In, in the, the cashew, cashew cream. cream. Uh, okay. Yeah, you don't want it too salty. Yeah. But Got yeah. It. 
Yeah, and the dough, you don't want it to be too salty. The cream, you're trying to mimic cheese, and one of the primary flavors of cheese is salt. salt. Yeah. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Salt and fat, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a yummy combination. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, okay, so we got, you're making the tomato, the, 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 um, the shell or the pie shell, the tart shell. What do you normally to put it in? Do you have use like a little, uh, you know, like a pan, a tart pan, or sometimes you just free form I it? I do. I have cute little tart pans, and but then at the same time, I also have four children, two of whom are like newly teenagers. Mm-hmm, so a lot mm-hmm. of times, I make it in like a ceramic um, nine by thirteen. Like I've got like these stoneware sort mm-hmm. of um, Pyrex type things. Yeah. So I'll make. I make big tarts because yeah. I got big mouths. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, and don't don't buy cheap pans. I think that's a good rule of thumb because um, number one, they can be made with really bad metals. I use ceramic too. I have a ceramic tart pan. They're hard to find, but they'll last you a lifetime. I have one. Oh my gosh, I've had it for years. It's green, and um, Do yeah, they have to be wavy. They don't have to be. Oh. They, you know, what do you say, uh, Autumn? Is it, it that's a signature? Sign. Not wavy. Oh, and if yeah. you're making, I mean, you know, it can be wavy, but you know, a, t- a tart isn't going to go up as high as a as a pie crust. Yeah. Um. To yeah, because it's, it's anyway, about a, it's, I think the biggest tart I've ever seen. It's about <laughs> 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 an inch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired, <laughs> you guys. I'm so glad it's Friday. You should be able to pick the whole thing up with your hands, right? You want it all crispy on the bottom, right? Are we still talking about dessert? <laughs> it's not a dessert. It's a savory It's a tart. tart. It's a sa- it can be sweet or savory. Yes, but you're... <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> I'm going to take Jerry off the mic, but I don't run the board or I'd shut him down right now. <laughs> More, or I was about to say more. Autumn, what kind of tomatoes do you use? Did y'all already say that? No. Well, um, I use a variety of tomatoes, basically whichever ones I have on hand or whichever one the market has on hand. So you don't have to be picky about it. I mean, my favorite tomatoes are fresh, homegrown heirloom tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life is life. And sometimes I just get Roma tomatoes that are at the grocery store. Sometimes my market um, will have some local produce. In ta- from town, and I'll get that. So it really is um, individual preference and availability. Well, and I know you do this because I've seen you do this. You get very artistic with your tomatoes, don't you? Like with the yellow and the purple and the green and the red, you can create. Yeah, even like a flower with it. To be pretty. Yeah, of course. To be pretty. So why not? If the option to be pretty is there, that's the option I'm going to choose, of course. But it don't have. It doesn't have to be. You know, you can just do whatever. Jerry's cracking himself up over there. He can't hold himself together. Well, what is the base (laughs) of the tart? While you're making the pie crust, what you can do is you could have sliced the tomatoes. You're probably going to need like six tomatoes, eight Mm -hmm. tomatoes. Again, the amount of tomatoes is a personal preference. The more tomatoes you have in there, the, you know, the hardier that it's going to be. But you can just put fewer tomatoes in there, too, and it'll be more of a crispy thing. Mm -hmm. So, but what I like to do is I, I cook the tomatoes completely separately so that they retain a particular texture and don't just become mush inside of the tart. Mm-hmm. And that involves putting them on a cookie sheet, you know, a baking sheet, an aluminum baking sheet, slicing them very thinly, putting them on there, drizzling them with a little bit of olive oil, and 
a little of the herbs de province. So that's going to have some rosemary, some lavender. Um, again, you can use different seasonings. You could use like an oregano or you mm-hmm. could use um, an Italian seasoning. It's kind of personal preference. Again, I'm just saying the what I like to use. And then I cook those tomatoes very thinly sliced at 450 until they've sort of, um, until they've gotten kind of, uh, some of the moisture has, has evaporated. Mm-hmm. They, and they shrivel a little bit. bit. On, I, I put yeah, mine on really. parchment paper, stra- not straight on the aluminum uh, or stainless steel pan. Um, do you all leave the seeds in them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, that's what makes them beautiful. And the seeds, yeah, there's so much so much to know about this. We've got about a minute and a half, Autumn, so let's wrap this. we got about 30 to- seconds. Thir- okay, 30 seconds. Wrap up that tomato tart. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you got to pull up the, get the tomatoes off, and then you've got to cook some onions, reduce them down with some balsamic vinegar in a, in a skillet or in a saucepan over um, high heat. And then you just combine it all together, and then you cook it at 50 for probably 15 minutes, and it's delicious. Serve it with a salad. Yum. Mm, sounds mm-hmm. delicious. Maybe a little Parmesan Reggiano on top towards the end. Put sure it back. Not. Yeah, broil it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this week up, and uh, we're going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love broiled tomatoes. My mom used to make those. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the whole ones. Cut the top off with all some right. cheese. Trying to think of a tomato joke, but I'm, my brain's dead. <laughs> I've already gone through like oh. three dozen <laughs> in my head. Tomato, tomato, we're out of here. All right, Autumn, love you, girl. Thank you so much. I'll take some pictures oh. of my tomato tart tonight and send them to you. Everyone, have a fabulous weekend, and uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say. You get one life. You get, I mean, you get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life, and you get lots of tomatoes, right? Ketchup. And ketchup. Yes. All right. What ketchup. the dad said right. to the baby tomato. Bye-bye. <laughs>